Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. Cool guest this week. We got A1 in. He's a previous guest. How you doing, bro? What's good? What's good, man? I'm all good, man. How are you? Um, I'm all right. How, where can people find you on, on Twitter or online before we start? It's Ords first. So A-U-D-Z-1-S-T. Who do you support? <laughs> it's for Arsenal. All right. Let's just get yeah, that out the way now. So you can follow us. <laughs> you can follow us uh Talking Tactics, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you're listening on SoundCloud, appreciate it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, it's free. Leave us a five-star review and read on the show. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Uh, we got a Patreon, so have hope and I will come up with some time in the in, in the week and we'll record something. So yeah, check that out. $3 a month. Bless yeah. us for Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it is. All right. Um, Obvious place to start. So we're going to start there. Manchester United sacked their manager. They finally done it. How deep is your fanhood of Arsenal? That can you put away the kind of sadness that exists? Because as rival fans, we're like, "Damn, I wish he would have stayed." But on the other hand, as like football people, we could look at it on in in a sense of like that is the right decision yeah. ultimately. So where do you kind of split yourself on that one? I'm in the middle, man, because obviously, yeah, obviously there's, we've got the banter between my United fans and Arsenal fans. And, and you know, Oli, obviously, he gave us um, rather fans good moments. You know what I'm saying? You know, from the other day, you know, they got beat by Watford 4-1. You know, they got beat by Leicester. Two teams, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, when we beat Leicester and uh, Watford, they'll be like, oh, it's only Watford and Leicester. And, you know, they've gone on, loose, um, gone on and, and lost to them. So, on a footballing like level, yeah, he had to go. He should have went a long time ago, especially if like you had a manager like Antonio Conte, who I thought was going to go to Man United, but they didn't sack Oli, and he ended up going to Tottenham. So Man United right now, you could say they're in a little bit of a you know sticky situation in terms of who they're going to get. They need you know an actual manager because with the team that they got and what they're trying to do, you can't have the interim manager for long. So whether they get the actual manager now or get in the summer, they're in a sticky situation. But in football in terms with um Oli, he had to go. You know, he wasn't, you know, reaching the standard. Did you watch the Watford game? Um, I watched the highlights of it. I remember just walking, I see it on my phone, it's like, oh, three one. Then I see, oh, it's four one. In ninety minutes, I scored two goals in ninety minutes, Watford. Like, that's very good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I said that's very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I would, see. I was thinking like, if it was two one, you shouldn't lose that game. It still would have been trouble. But 
to concede two in like ninety. I, I don't know the exact minutes, but after post ninety minutes, the score four one against Watford. It's just it looks too bad. Yeah, but, but but I think I saw on the Athletic he knew he was going to be sacked at halftime. Wow. Oh yeah, I didn't. I'm like anything. I don't know how you know that, Athletic. But okay, um, they, if they if they turn it around or whatever, they yeah, exactly. do, yeah. But yeah, it's I interesting. Think, yeah. And then, like, as as soon as the the match ended, there was just all these out. He's gonna be sacked. Everybody had the link to whatever was gonna happen. So, if you were gonna sack him, I don't understand why you don't do it after five nil against Liverpool. Yeah, at this point, you're punting the season. At least in my opinion. You're giving up on this season being anything relevant. The only legitimate options that Manchester United had, like a top seven manager in the world, was Antonio Conte. He was the only one who was available that wasn't already under contract, meaning Ali. If you sack him after you lose 5-0, which would have been perfectly acceptable, he gets the game against Spurs. There's a Champions League game, okay. But then there's like an international break to come. Yeah, but because they let it go that extra week, and Nuno was already under pressure, Nuno goes, and now a London club has opened up for a manager who previously managed in London. Maybe they thought they would just lose against Spurs. That'll just give us even more of a reason to do it. But you're not going to get Pochettino out of PSG midseason. Yeah, because PSG aren't silly. Who are they going to get? Unless they have some magical plan that they can get. Marseille, Bordeaux, Zidane to go to yeah. PSG if 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 they can pull that off with money or incentives or just make him forget where he's from. If they mm-hmm. can do that, then cool. But that's really the only other out that they have. It's not going to be easy to get him to leave PSG if we're talking about Pochettino. Ten Hag has been rumored to leave Ajax every every major second, like when when Bayern sacked. What did they sack midseason before they got Fleck? Was it um, Kovac? Yeah, Kovac. Yeah. It was. We're gonna. They're, they're gonna get Ten Hag when Coleman left Barcelona. They looked at Ten Hag. If he's not gonna leave Ajax for Barcelona, why would he leave them for Manchester United midseason? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And what he's doing with Ajax right now is that like, he's doing good. They're in the championship. Yeah, they're title contenders. You wouldn't they're leave title a title contender team like that's a trophy on the on on the yeah. table. They're doing good in the Champions League, where yep. you know. That's 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 a competition where how Ten Hag's team play that like, on a bigger like platform, and he's done a very good job. So like, mm. obviously he has love for that club Ajax. So I don't see him leaving, you know, midway. So the like, only real option was Antonio Conte. If we're looking at just elite managers who weren't employed, now your options are Laurent Blanc. Yeah, he's been. I think when was he? Valverde's there. Favre is there. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who are there, but they're not standout yeah. names to where Manchester United should be hiring them for some long term thing. So now it's kind yeah. of where when Mourinho left and they brought in Ole, it's kind of like that where Carrick is now the new Ole or Darren Fletcher plus Carrick, however they want to put it together. They are going to beat Chelsea on the weekend. I just know it. You think they're they're going to beat Chelsea on the weekend? Wow. It's just it's the most obvious football thing that's going to happen. Maybe it's so <laughs> obvious that it won't happen, but you sack the manager, there's no Harry Maguire, Chelsea are top of the table, blah blah blah. As watching Chelsea for years and years. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but something bad is going to happen. I can just feel it. There's just something in me that's like Chelsea aren't gonna win. 
it'll be a solid win for Chelsea and it'll be like I, I, I know what's to be expected. <laughs> trust me. I don't think it's gonna go well. Now maybe this is me doing my own little bit of reverse psychology, but we can leave this is I just have a feeling. So imagine they beat Chelsea. Do you remember the PSG game? Yeah, PSG game. <laughs> Rashford beats Buffon. Then yeah, we get this yeah. whole gas from Rio and all the yeah, other, you know, <laughs> sign the contract. Sign the contract. Put on the table. Sign the contract. Give him what he wants. <laughs> it could go left very quickly at Man United because they one or two or three good results. And it's, oh, Carrick, he's one of us. He's. <laughs> I worry that just stick to the plan. Ollie would have been okay if he just finished that season. Yeah. But then they just gave him the job. And now that's this is what two and a half years later? Yeah. I just think it, it was poor, poor planning. If you're gonna get rid of somebody, get rid of them at the right time. Yep. So Chelsea got rid of Lampard, I think a little bit too late, but eventually they got him within the correct window of time. Yeah. So where you give Tuchel at least enough time that season to get something in place. And you end up winning a Champions League, which is quite lucky and fluky, but half of a season to install some form of a system to where now the 2020-2021 or 21-22 season, you can actually do something. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea are top of the table. I think this season, if you're not going to hire the guy who's going to be the guy next season, then the guy starts off next season behind the projects that are already above United anyway. So, And today I saw that Woodward might stay. I know yeah. he's scheduled to leave in February. Yeah. Now they're like, ah, I think we <laughs> still might need this guy because there's uncertainty, blah, blah, blah. So the place is a mess. I haven't looked at their stock price. Actually, let me... Let me, let me, let me, let me <laughs> and United stock price. Because this is all these guys care about. Finance.yahoo.com. Okay, they went up like 30 cents. I, I know that's all the Glazers care about. Like, how's our stock price doing? Do Arsenal have stock? It seems like something the Cronkies would do. I wouldn't be surprised for this. I would not be surprised. Would, would would you buy? If you had money, like, would you buy shares in Arsenal? Like, if they offered, like, yo, it's like $5 a share or something like that. No disrespect, but I'm just coming up with a number. Yeah, so I, I say it's like... This is five bucks a share. You have like a hundred dollars. Would you get like twenty shares of Arsenal, or is it not that deep for you? Mm, it's not really <laughs> that deep for me, that's, Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's not that deep. Yeah, I, deep I would never buy Chelsea stock. <laughs> never. <laughs> the stock I have, I want to sell, and it's not even real. So, um, <laughs> now, okay, names like who do we think? Is going to be the guy. Oof. So, so we've heard Zidane, guys. No. That's not happening. Pochettino, I think that could happen in the offseason. Ten Hag, we've already mentioned. Um, is there any outsider name? Like, okay, Brendan Rodgers, perhaps. Um, like, who's 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 the right name? If I if Ten Hag was oncoming, yeah, I'll be. Yep, Ten Hag, let's go. Would you take him at Arsenal? Yeah, I'll take him at Arsenal. Like. You know, obviously, my opinions with like me and the manager in terms of like him being a club. I just not me trying to be negative. Just me and my opinion. I just feel he's not the right guy to, you know, take us up a level. Whereas I'll have Ten Hag at Arsenal. You know, I've seen what he's done, especially with a young team as well. Which the model Arsenal are trying to follow right now. 
So I could see him doing things with us as well, plus his experience as well. So, yeah, I'll definitely take him at Arsenal. He's a quality manager. Are you one who thinks that Arteta won? If you look at the, <laughs> the kind of the, the, the Ali Lampard Arteta sweepstakes, uh, not sweepstakes, but, uh, you know, rivalry, the supposed rivalry that was there. <laughs> like, do you think Arteta won or do you think Arsenal had just like the least expectations out of those three? So it makes sense that they're yeah, going last yeah, longer. I, yeah, I think of it from that two ways. Obviously, between them three, Oli, Lampard and Arteta, Arteta won because he didn't get sacked. But looking at it from club point of view, it's just, I just see Arsenal, you know, taking the L because they're not reacting to what's going on like when Arsenal have been doing poorly. Whereas, you know, Man United, even though it took them long, they had enough and they finally done it. You know, Chelsea, that's a club that don't play games. <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. not performing, you're out the door. So, yeah, um, from club-wise, you know, Arsenal, you know, we haven't won. <laughs> but Arteta, uh, yeah, he's won. Has it been sacked? I don't really look into that too, too tough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what else you guys won? Low-key, the Lukaku... Morata Lacazette thing. Now that was a sweepstakes. <laughs> and you could say Arsenal won because Lacazette's still there, right? Yeah. But yeah. is that winning? Um I don't think it's winning. I just yeah. think like Arsenal yeah. are just a weird place to where yeah. like you guys are long suffering. You guys are willing to put up with more nonsense than other people. Yeah, because uh, someone like Lacazette. With the, like, the money he cost, obviously, he came from France where he scored a lot of goals in France. Came over with the money, um, you know, with, like with him with that record. And he hasn't really lived up to it, especially for Arsenal. Like, I'm seeing him, he's putting up numbers, not as much numbers as like, Giroud when Giroud was here. And, you know, Giroud, most of the time, he got slated and whatnot. Obviously, there was like, times where he was missing loads of important chances. Then when you compare him to like Lacazette, he hasn't done much better, in my personal opinion, especially for the amount of money that we got him for. We had got him in the summer, then in January we got Aubameyang. And it's just like, was that a sign where we spent money on the wrong guy, we had to get an actual like, proper good striker? Or was it a thing we are trying to change up system, play with two strikers, but Arsene Wenger didn't play with two strikers, only one striker. And when um, Aubameyang came, he started playing more than Lacazette. Mm-hmm. And he got more goals um, in Lacazette, or similar amount of goals. I can't remember how much. But I just remember Aubameyang scored 10 or 11 goals within half of the season. Mm. Yeah, so... I don't know why it's always Arsenal, United and Chelsea that have yeah. these things. It's, it's, it's just like, yo, who won? Who won? Who got the better? Like, who won? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking up Lacazette's statistics. Like, he hasn't scored 20 goals in the season. All competitions. 17, mm. 19, 12, 17. Which isn't terrible. Isn't terrible, but for the price, awesome. Yeah, like 17 goals in 39 games, 19 goals in 49 games, 12 goals in 39, 17 in, in 43. This season he has three and nine. Um, in the Premier League, you know, 14, 13, 10, 13. So double digits every year. But I guess if you're spending that much money, you want closer to 20. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't been bad, and I'm sure if you look at some of those appearances, they're not all starts. Some yeah. of them are like he's, you know he, he came on for three minutes, or he's playing number ten, or he's on the wing, or whatever the case may be. So I don't think he's been a bad signing. He just hasn't been. He hasn't lived the up guy. To the, yeah, he just hasn't lived up to the price tag in my personal. Yeah, 
Was it forty million? I think it might have been fifty million. I think. Oh, Leon disclosed the fee was an initial fifty-three million euros, so forty-six and a half million plus plus up to seven in potential bonuses. So if they paid the whole thing, fifty-two and some change, a one knows Arsenal. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but, you know, but he's had his good moments, but yeah, that's my opinion on him. You could claim he won, yeah. still, just claim. based on longevity. Yeah, because Morata trash, Lukaku had the two seasons. He wasn't bad, but but it just didn't work out for him. He was even more money, so... and I think you know the transfer, the initial transfer was was it wasn't it? Marina wanted Morata at Man United, and Conte wanted. Um, Lukaku at Chelsea, but I think they both wanted Lukaku. If I'm honest with you, I you think so. But Morata did that. I, I remember Morata dying his hair because red because he thought yeah he's going to Jose Mourinho. I think them to have worked together at Real Madrid as well. So that's what I, I, I think they both wanted Lukaku, <laughs> so. and and the Manchester United were willing to play ball with Raiola, and Lukaku was boys with Pogba, and they went to LA, and they were in the. Airbnb or however rich people rent out mansions in Los Angeles <laughs> and they just decided let's join. Then Chelsea got stuck because I think he signed first and then Chelsea got Lukaku. Or no, Chelsea got Murata rather. So yeah. let's just not even get into that because this <laughs> is bad. How they got the money back, shout out to Marina. But this is slightly uncomfortable. But while we're here, we need to discuss before Delbra. <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh man! Why are you it, laughing? It's not funny. Like I'm just laughing because it's like kind of I expected it because every time we go Anfield, Liverpool are not a team that will just wear you down, wear you down. They're a team that will just go straight through you, and it seems like that's what they do. I think the way we started off, like we're like we're trying to hang in there. If you get what I'm saying, and you know we did hang in there, but at the same time. We didn't create chances going forward, which I personally feel like for Arsenal, like our midfield and like attacking is just it's a problem right now. We are not creating as much, you know, and we're not scoring as much as well because you know we. I think we've not. I think I saw that we have got um seven goals from open play this season, which is very very bad considering a team like Arsenal. Seven. Yeah, seven. Damn, that's yeah. not good, man. Yeah, that's yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Especially you guys have scored <laughs> 17 goals. No, that's yeah. against 13 goals for 17 against, and you're fifth. Yeah, you've conceded more than you've scored. You have a negative four goal difference, and you're fifth in the in the table. That's good. Yeah, because eventually you would think it'll come around. Just but those four goals are obviously the ones that you conceded against Liverpool. So. So you had an even goal difference until a couple of days ago. That's not that's not too bad. Not too bad, but yeah. It's, it's not great though. Like 13 goals for is not is not fantastic. But that kind of goes to the Lacazette point. Like who who are the goal scorers? Yeah, not- and it's not like Chelsea where you guys get goals from defenders and things like that. So if Aubameyang's not getting 30 goals a season, where are your goals coming from? That's something that we're just trying to we can't figure out. We just can't figure out. Like what you said with Chelsea, they haven't got Lukaku, even when Lukaku was there, he wasn't really on form and Chelsea somehow managed to get goals and they get goals from everywhere, wing backs, midfielders, you know, false nines, defenders. You saw Kante the other day just scoring then really go Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. Well well <laughs> <laughs> even Kante. Yeah but like you know 
it's Kante that I, obviously when you listen when like, not listen when you watch Kante he's a great footballer but you know it's just from time to time it seems like he gets that goal especially at Leicester as well. I'm pretty sure he scored against Leicester a couple of seasons ago away and you know with Chelsea you just get goals from everywhere but with Arsenal you just I can't see where the goal's coming from at most of the time so you know what I'm saying but Seven from Aubameyang, five from Smith Rowe, three from Lacazette, two from Enketia, two from Saka, and then Pepe Chambers, Partey, Gabriel, and Odegaard have popped up with one. So, if you project over fourteen games, so let's say how many more games will you play from fourteen? Like four, like four times that. Are you saying Smith Rowe is going to give you twenty goals in the season? Is that unrealistic, or do you think that's real? If he does it, he'll be flipping amazing. But Can he keep that pace is basically what I'm asking. Like, like, yeah, can he, he get 20 he, goals in all comps? I think yeah. that's asking a bit too much. Obama he, getting 30 goals in all comps, that's realistic. But Smith-Rowe, I'm like, that's a bit much. So, again, where are these other goals coming from if Pepe's only getting you 1 and 9, Saka's getting you 2 and 14, and Ketty is only playing like cup games, I guess. So that's where his goals are coming from. We already have the Lacazette deal. So who's helping Obama? If it's not Smith-Rowe, or Smith Rowe can't keep the pace. Then in games against Liverpool, who's 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 the danger? It's just one guy. One guy, and again with that as well, especially against Liverpool, I've seen that other teams go to Liverpool, like create a few like goal scoring chances. Maybe it's you know like warning Liverpool, like yo, like we're here, and Liverpool were like, all right, cool, like you guys need to like fix up. That's as we saw with Brighton when they'll beating Brighton 2-0 and Brighton not come back in the 2-2. Uh, with Arsenal, I just don't see that with us, with our attack, with our midfield as well. So, it's very, very hard to tell, you know, where the goals are going to come from because even with Smith-Rowe, the form that he, he's on right now, it's a good form. But he's a young player as well and this is all his first full season. He might, you know, gas out like towards mm. like, the end of the season compared to if it was, if it was like, fully developed where he can go on for longer laps for the whole season. So, yeah, we just, I think with Smith Rowe, if we want him to be that guy and get the goals, we also have to, like, take care of him in terms of, like, resting. I mean, like, he needs to be rested. But that's the yeah. thing. You can't. You yeah, can't and, rest him because yeah, he yeah. has to play because he's yeah. number two. And even when he's not scoring, you can see he has that thing about him to where he can create for others. Yeah. So it's hard to bench him. People say that they call him the Croden De Bruyne or... Yeah, Croydon De Bruyne, that's, yeah. that's funny. What was I going to ask? Liverpool are four points behind Chelsea, who are three points ahead of Manchester City. So while I have you, uh, who do you think is going to win the league? Chelsea. Chelsea win the league. You sound very confident. Yeah. It's just such a Chelsea thing, like, in terms of, like, when Chelsea win the league, like, the pattern, they always go through a mad... Well, they get the manager, he does well, then they win the league... Then like he messes up um next season or gets into problems, then leaves, then Chelsea go for a little rebuilding stage, get a manager, same thing happens and win the league again. I think it's got that period as well with Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that period. It's got that period. But you guys like took it. Now that you mentioned it, that is how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's how it goes. That goes. is exactly how it goes. Like, that's... yeah, man, a manager comes in, spends some money, wins the league, then the next season. Unless, except except the Mourinho one. He did go back-to-back. Back. Yeah. But, you know, Ancelotti, that happened. Mourinho, that happened. Conte, that happened. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> and, a pattern. And, well, and so, Tuchel, Tuchel's won the Champions League with you guys, so you've got that winning mentality and toughness. You've beaten big mm-hmm. teams. 
Yeah. And this, this is that season right now where maybe you'll be top of the... I think you'll be top of the league like for a while, solid. What do you mean you? What do you mean you? But Chelsea. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you're a complicated Chelsea fan. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, what is with that Tuchel and Chelsea is it's like you guys rotate a lot and every player that comes in does not look like out of, play, out of place. Only maybe one or two that Saul... Which oh, I was a little bit surprised. I was a little bit surprised because that's a player that I like in terms of I've seen him in the Champions League and get the big goals, big performances. And I thought, okay, he scored one goal against Bayern again. Now people get guess. Oh, uh, no, I'm pretty sure he scored against Barcelona as well. But yeah, he's a big game player. But when I've seen him in, in the Premier League, I was like, wow, it's, things are looking bad. But yeah, apart from that, dusted. he might be dusted. And imagine if that's at another club. That's just. Uh, the, the player or the marquee player, if you want, he wasn't it. even on the bench yesterday yeah. or yeah. two days ago. At, at another club, that would be very, very big, like in terms of like you just basically wasted our time on a player. But whereas at Chelsea, if you've got a replacement and you know he's you know doing good, whether it be Kante, Loftus Cheek, he's doing very well as well, Hudson Adoy, mm. he's doing very well as well, and even like Reese James as well. Like Reese James is like, is like, even though I've rated him before, but he's like he's becoming more complete, adding that like, lot more assists to his game and getting goals as well. Chelsea, they're gonna win the league. Just quickly, we will come back to Chelsea, but we're yeah. gonna put a, put a pin in it because something just occurred to me. Should you never buy Atletico Madrid players? Griezmann went to Barcelona, flop. Saul go into Chelsea, flop. I don't know how you would classify Partey as yet. <laughs> But it hasn't been fantastic. Yeah, so that's hasn't. three examples. Don't buy from that club. <laughs> M- Morata went to where did he go? Juventus, Juventus from Atletico. Okay, maybe I mean, he hasn't been totally bad. Who else has left Atletico and just done well? Um, Godin when he went to Inter Milan. That, he did not have a good time at Inter Milan. I think he nah, left. Atletico, nah, man. They're, they're selling people fugazis. Yeah, man. It's 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 Simeone's coaching and that system that makes players look a particular way. But then when they go to a different club, it's like you can't do what you do there here. And that's just that's an aside. I'm just thinking like, damn, Griezmann, Partey, Saul. That's about, three what about, examples. What about Felipe Luiz? Because I think that I think that was a decent. No, no, he was good. He was good. He was good. I, I liked him. I liked him as a player. But... It's just um, Mourinho had. Uh, that's a, a, a loyalty issue with Branislav Ivanovic because he want he had to play Ivanovic on the right. That meant Aspilicueta had to play on the left, whereas Ivanovic should have been benched. Aspilicueta plays his natural right back, and that opens up the left back spot for Felipe Luis. But um, you know, there's always exceptions that maybe uh, highlight a rule or color a rule. Felipe Luis is just exceptional. Um, back to Chelsea though I did pick them to win the league at the beginning and I rarely pick Chelsea to win anything (laughs) but I've I've come to a point where it's just like I don't care that much so I'm not even going to pretend like my opinion has some sort of juju or magic (laughs) it just kind of looked like they were in the best position to win the league because they have a solid defense they have Lukaku, they have a top five manager in the world Conte and all that kind of stuff so it's it's kind of that time I didn't really piece together the pattern that you pointed out but yeah it's, <laughs> it is it it there's there's a thing around Chelsea where it just it feels like it's time 
yeah. because it ha- they haven't won in a while. So the last league they won was 2017. Conte. You don't go four, five, six years at Chelsea without winning a, a Premier League title. So it does feel like this is that time. Not that it's going to be easy because Manchester City and Liverpool are very good teams. Yeah. But the fact I think Chelsea conceded four goals this season. Four goals this season, yeah. Two might be from open play. Yeah. When you're seeing like stats like that, it makes you think like and what 13 games in. Yeah, that's that's, that's one third of a season. Mourinho pace in terms yeah. of the goal scoring record or goals against record. So I don't know how long you can maintain that. You play City one time and you could concede, you know, three, four, five. So we'll we'll see how that looks at the end of the season. But I think Chelsea have enough and that you're doing it without your premier signing or marquee signing uh, in Lukaku. I worry for Lukaku in a sense that if he comes in and Chelsea maybe aren't winning, then people will make the correlation that Lukaku is the problem. So I I need him to come in and just score immediately and Chelsea win the games. And it's like, okay, this is the solution. So I do worry in that sense. Warner's back on the bench. That's always a, a, a concern. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, Chelsea are a deep team. There's a lack of ego, it seems, yeah, yeah. to where even if you're on the bench, I'm not hearing, you know, such and such wants to leave or anything like that. I think the players that wanted to leave left, like Zuma, for instance, I think he just wanted to play first team football. Let me go to West Ham. And he's doing good there. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, he's Zuma. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he's going to do well. But, yeah, like, the the team just seems like it's happy. Next season, we know the pattern. So enjoy it while it lasts. (laughs) Because you win the league, they're not going to buy anybody. Tuchel's going to start complaining about transfers, and he'll be sacked by February or January, whatever it is. But And, yeah, you know what? Like, I don't know if you saw it. Like, it's a Thomas Tuchel documentary. It's like, what, 13 to 15 minutes and they were going through. I'm not watching a Tupac documentary. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you yeah, those, those you think I was... forgot about the Dembaba situation with Istanbul Basakshir in the Champions League? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah. Le- racism, but let's play. They wanted to walk off the pitch, but he was like, no, 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 let's play, let's play. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I I didn't forget. <laughs> yeah. What was in the documentary? Now, let's obviously talk about his career and how he's on the company, like how He's managing from when he's managing Mainz to Dortmund to PSG, but they're saying that the way towards the end of like his like time at the club, he always gets into problems with someone like one one of the board members. So obviously, mm. um, I think on Mainz like um, he got into problems with like some of the players and whatnot. Then he ended up like just leaving. I don't know if he got sacked. I don't know whatever. Then at Dortmund, he got into problems with the board member when the terrorist attack kind of happened was it in Germany and yeah. um, Dortmund were playing Monaco and the team and um, Tuchel didn't want to um, play the game you know he had people from the board that was telling him no to play the game so since then he got into like problems with the board at PSG he got into was it problems with the board as well pattern as well with Thomas Tuchel in that pattern, right? it'll come yeah it'll come eventually it's interesting is um, Abramovich isn't in England Oh, right. Okay. Like, I think he's banned from the country because of Russia something something. So, wait, wait, why are you guys playing um, against Juventus? You're playing Juventus. What, what Chelsea are playing Juventus? Is it on Wednesday? Um, 
Chelsea, Juventus. I don't have the schedule. It's at Stanford Bridge, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw um a little article apparently saying that Abramovich is going to be there. Oh, yeah. so they let him in the country? It's looking that way if the article's reporting that. I think yeah, the only has, games he's been able to attend are the ones where like Chelsea go to Zenit or something like that. Yeah. Or they play somewhere where he can go. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe if he doesn't have access to the coach, he can't get on the owner's bad side and vice versa. Yeah. If it's just very distant and the only person you're dealing with is the sporting director who's maybe just as powerful as you, maybe slightly a little bit more. That's who that if he's too sure gets into problems with the sporting director, that could cause True, but in in the same way, you might side with a coach that's really good over the sporting director. Like that could happen. Mm-hmm. The owner's not going to side against himself for the coach, but you know, sporting director, depending on how good the coach is, maybe. And Czech is like a buffer as well, so he's right, probably right. interacted more with Czech than he is with Granovskia. Yeah. But that maybe if Abramovich was around more, sticking his nose in the office, like who knows what you might say or not say. What else is left in England? What do you make of Sterling? The the whole, I think he's reached the end of his time at Manchester City. January, I saw something that I don't know where they're getting the money from, but Barcelona wants Sterling. Maybe it's a loan, but like, what, what, what do you think of, of Sterling? The situation is weird because like, a couple of seasons ago, you know, Sterling was like City's best player and, and like getting the big goals, vital goals and and you know he, he Sterling managed to like rack up like a lot of goals this season as well. Like he's soon to get, I think he's like two goals away from getting hundredth Premier League goal. But Pep's a weirdo, man, because he always has like a <laughs> like no offense, but it's just like he always has like a little period where he's benching a player who shouldn't be who should have been benched. Like so, I think right now, not all the same right now. Yeah, right now, so you got Sterling. Then I think. Sometimes like Mares as well. Sometimes Bernardo. Even in the summer, there was reports saying that um, Bernardo might um, be one of the players involved um, if City want to get um, Harry Kane to offer money and the players on top. And people were saying Bernardo. There's little reports about Bernardo. It's just an issue with Pep where I think Pep maybe put um, putting Sterling in that little situation or little period that he does with other players as well to see maybe how they respond. But I think Sterling may not be having it this time. If that's true, but you know he's been there for seven years, yeah. seven seasons. Like that's a long time. That's a very long time. That's so long. I mean, that's almost double the time he was at Liverpool. So if it's time to move, it could be time to move. And he does. He does strike me as a player who would end up in Spain somehow. I, he looks more like a Madrid player than a Barca yeah. player, but. He does seem like somebody who's headstrong enough. I, obviously, I mean, he was born in Jamaica, so maybe that gives him a little bit of advantage that I know what it's like to live in somewhere that's not England. But maybe that gives him something like, yo, let, I can leave and I can go to Barca, Madrid or Atletico or I don't know. He just seems like a player that would leave England. Yeah, I think And so. probably be happy to leave England, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I I would love to talk to him and be like, yo, would you be willing to play in a country that's not England? Because a lot of English players we know have that hang up of uh, why would I want to leave? Yeah, you know when when you look at some, if you ever look at the World Cup squads and stuff like that, if you look at like Brazil's team, most of the team like the flags of the clubs that they play for, they're in Europe or Italy. Italy's a bit 
the same where like there's a lot of Italians that play in Italy. Yeah. Um, but the French team, the French team is everywhere. The everywhere. German team, predominantly Germany, but there's there's a few every scattered around. England, it's just always England. England. Except there might be like one odd guy, like a Steve McManaman or who is it this time? Trippier. 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 Bellingham. Just okay, you got one or two. Tammy. But it's just it's all it's all England, you know. So that's the tendency of the country is to just stay very close to home in that way, which I think is it's a detriment to some. Like I while we're on Arsenal, like I always thought Jack Wilshire would have been great if he went to Serie A. Yeah. I like Spain, Sp- Spanish football might have been a bit too much, I think. Mm-hmm. Italian football would have been perfect, but I think he just wanted to stay in England. Like that was just yeah. his comfort zone, you know, because you, you have a family, maybe you don't want to move it, whatever the case may be. But Sterling seems like somebody who I think would leave if he if a, if a good opportunity came, I'm not saying he's going to go to Getafe or someplace like that. Huesca. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he's, he's not going there. But if if Barcelona said, you know, we want a loan, I think that might be a good move. Like, yeah. especially if he gets his hundred Premier League goals or whatever it is, which he said, like, I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish. The only thing he hasn't done is win a Champions League. Figure it out somewhere else. Yeah. I suspect in a couple of years, he'll be at Newcastle. Wayne Sterling. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Newcastle. Yeah. If I'm Newcastle sure. are building their project and they it want some kind of want want to waste stars from City, Chelsea, United, that would be a player that you would spend sixty million on because you think he'd get you fifteen goals a season for the next three, four, five years. You know, I, I think he could. Yeah, I think he, he, he's established himself as a you know double figure player in terms of like goal wise and you know he gets assists as well and like you know plus his attributes that he's got yeah next few years I don't see him like slowing down maybe he may not get as much but I always see him as a player who will get double figures yeah. when it comes to goals if if he gets the appearances he'll get the goals yeah but this the problem this season is he's not getting as many and if it is it's like ah, oh, we'll give you you know, twenty minutes here to come in and change the game or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he scored is it this season where he scored a couple times as a sub. He isn't appearance wise in general in terms of starting, getting ninety minutes or getting like minutes. These are the the last few games that he's played: seventy eight minutes, twenty four minutes, seventy six, ninety, twenty six, ninety, twelve, twenty one, seventy seven, ninety. So in the last is this two, four, six, eight, ten games he's completed ninety minutes three times Oof. so he's 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 one that's he's coming off because i think i can change the game or he's coming on because i think he can change the game but i'm not starting him necessarily yeah. um, although he did play all 90 minutes against everton like you said the cancelo assist was really good um we have a few minutes left we could go to different countries and i'll apologize in advance that we're not gonna spend too much time in other places but have you seen the Pele video that's on Twitter? Yeah, I've seen that Pele video. It's mad. It's not called a crow term. It's not called a crow term. It's the Pele term, man. Because if we're gonna the... start renaming everything, then if he's <laughs> done everything, then it's the Pele turn, the Pele roulette, the Pele yeah. volley. It's not a bicycle everything kick. It's Pele. a Pele kick. Like he's he did everything. Yeah, he did everything. It's it's crazy, man. And it's like and especially 
on Twitter as well, the way, you know, Pele gets, you know, slated, slated a lot. Because obviously the, the um, when he talks about the amount of goals he scored, like Pele says he scored like a thousand plus goals and get people saying, yeah, he scored against, you know, in training, he counting them. and <laughs> <laughs> Counting his training goals and the goals, like if you're playing in the party. Friendlies, yeah, he was yeah. counting friendly goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets slandered a lot, and obviously with people even saying that the times where he was playing, the people, the players that he was playing against, are not you know athletic or you know quick as the players that are now. But for what you know he was doing then, it was amazing, and I could yeah, see I why. You know he was like one. Well, he was the best player in the world, especially during them times as well. You know what he must have been going through, not just <laughs> that. <laughs> not, Yes, it's, it's true. Yes, yeah, yes, that, yes. not just not just on the pitch, off the pitch as well. Off so his pitch, mentality, yes. it's, yeah, the mentality was there. Him winning World Cups as well for his country, you know. It's like there may be little few things talking about he didn't win Champions League, but no, you can't talk about that with someone like Pele because yeah, he didn't even play in Europe. Like yeah. how can he? How can he win? He won Copa Libertadores, I think. Yeah, so, but you, you know how people are now, like especially the people on Twitter, is like if you didn't play, if you, if you didn't win Champions League, if you didn't win Champions League, doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even count. even European Cups, doesn't yeah, count. it's yeah. got to oh, be yeah. the Champions League. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so nah, I I think I'd seen some of that video before. Like it might have been on YouTube. I'm not sure, but like I'd seen something similar to where. But I've never seen all of those back to back to back because yeah. you see, you, you can go on YouTube and you can find like Pele clips or things like that. Or there's there's a website that I like. It's called footballia.net. Yeah, yeah. And it okay. has all of the old yeah. black and white. It, it's pretty decent quality for black and white. But you can watch the old um, 1958. Like you can go back and watch all those World Cup games. And if you watch his first World Cup game, he does some crazy stuff. It's just like, yo, is this guy time traveling? Like, is this is this somebody from like 1980 or 1970 who's gone back to 1950? Like, he did the, he did this one volley that hit the post, and he was 17, so he yeah. was just doing things that were just strange, based on what everybody else was doing. To where you get the the understanding that if yeah. I was born in 1945 and I was a 13 year old watching that World Cup. What did he just do? Yeah, it's, you know, you would have that feeling, and that video kind of captures that Pele is—he's the foundational element of everything that we're seeing, yeah, right true. now. Because if you, you you might be able to like, a, a, could he do the croquetta as good as Iniesta? Probably not. But the fact that he did it mean that somebody else did it to where Iniesta saw it, or at least that was something that could have happened in Iniesta's life. You know what I mean? But if Pele doesn't do that, who's to say that that foundation is there to build upon? Zidane was immaculate at roulettes. Yeah. Who's to say if, if Pele doesn't do that, then the person who inspired Zidane to do that move, you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, He's the foundational that. element, seemingly. I don't know who he got his stuff from. Maybe he didn't invent everything that he did. But like he's the, he's the, the centerpiece of football. And because of that, I think he's the go. Even if people improved upon what he did, you're a derivative of him, which makes him the goat. It has to. No, but no, but no, you were gonna say. 
yeah, you can say that. Like, like I was saying that in terms of like how you know how what people was, went during them times when they saw Pele, how they fought. Like when we see, it was Jim Crow a one. It was the, he was living in a time where like he there were colored only fountains, bro. Yeah. Do you think they let Pele drink from the white only fountain? <sighs> I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so he was that. drinking from Negroes and coloreds only. Yeah, I think he was drinking from that. <laughs> Could you imagine Pe- Pele? It's 1958. You think they, they won the World Cup and he's like, all right, you know what? We're going to go to America. Yeah. No! Yeah, but, You're not going so, to America in 1950, 1960. But he was the GOAT still. Like People at that time were like, no, no, no. I mean, he might be black, but he's he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I think it's like that today. Obviously, you, like, you will get people who think, yeah, he's good. And some people think, no. Effing, I'm saying, forget about I him. wonder, do you think some of the hate that he gets today is because he's like the dark skinned man in the conversation? I'd, I'd like to think no. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't but think, I just I'm not going to divorce that as a possibility. I'm not going to remove it from the table because he yeah. is the dark skinned black man in the conversation of being the goat. The yeah. other ones are light skin Maradona. And Messi, that's basically the, the only other two that people would want to... Okay, Ronaldo, okay. Either one. People might give you either one. But Pelly's the only dark-skinned brother in the thing. Like, I would say people would include Ronaldo, you know, Brazilian Ronaldo as a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I said both of them. I don't know. I would like to think that's not oh, a problem. But definitely right. in 1950, 1960, that was part of the conversation. Yeah, 100%. But no, I stepped over you, my bad. It's cool, but... I was saying in terms of him doing wild things, it's like how nowadays or like a couple of years ago when Ronaldo and Messi were doing wild things mm-hmm. to why these kids of today will think Pele ain't the go Messi or Ronaldo are the goes because they've seen the wild things. But like what you said, Pele set trends with the wild things. So if it wasn't mm-hmm. for someone like Pele, you know, some of these things that we're seeing that like players wouldn't have got influence on them, but... That's a good way to put it. He set the trend. I like that. Um, The only thing that I didn't see was like, you you know what Maradona did against England or what Messi did against Getafe? Oh, running from... Yeah. I'm pretty sure... I I needed them to add one of those. There must be a clip somewhere. I think... Pele dribbling through the whole team. That's the only thing that was missing to where like, let's cement this, that this is the goal. Like you're all copying him. Even if you don't even know it, um, yeah, I think I think there was a similar clip, but he didn't go past that many players. I think he may have gone past one or two players. Whereas, well, there, there, there was one that they put with uh, Ronaldo when he was playing at uh, Barcelona, where he just kind of ran through three people. Yeah, but I mean, one where you're like dribbling and yeah, like yeah. just the, the Messi, Ronaldo. I mean, Messi or Maradona, my bad. Yeah, we're just like the defenders just look silly. Not that you're beating them with pace, but it's like pace plus dribbling ability, yeah. you know. But that was the only thing that was missing. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed the video. I enjoyed the video. It was good. It was good. It was like two minutes, but it'll change your perception on like um, maybe how you view Pele. That like, there are some people who've gone so far that no evidence is going to change their mind. Like Pele <laughs> was a farmer. He was playing against shoemakers and. <laughs> They weren't even real footballers. These were part-time. He was playing against dentists and construction yeah. workers. And he was scoring goals. The, there was no offside rule. The, the goal was bigger. The ball was smaller. Whatever excuses they want to come up with. But the video is the video. Yeah, it's a very good video. 
there's a Dan Header thing against Brazil. I was like, Pele did that? And then there was a clip of Pele doing that. I was like, oh, shit. Just every one. I was like, he did this? And then they showed the footage of, oh, shit, he did that. Even at the Roberto Carlos. <laughs> Yo! Yeah. The free think, kicks. I, I didn't realize the free. He was taking free kicks with two feet. Yeah. That's what? what that's what you, uh, Actually, you know, I'm, I'm not that surprised when I think about it. My dad, he bought me a book when I was a kid. It was like it was a comic book. It was a Pele comic book because this guy has elite propaganda. So the guy has movies, comic books. It's everything about Pele because he understands legacy. But in the comic book, it was like one of the very it was one of the first few pages. And it was Pele and his dad and his father was a footballer. Mm. And I remember one of the, the panels. All right. His dad was telling him basically like. Because you're right-footed, everybody uh, everybody who's right-footed should be able to shoot with their right. Yeah. So his father, who I think was a striker as well, told him that you need to practice with your left. So that was like, to put that in like a children's comic book, that must be something that's really important to him. That like his dad told him, train with your left, shoot with your left. You need to perfect your left foot. Your right foot will come along, but you need to play with your left. So in the video, uh, I was looking at like the quote retweets and people were like, yo, I didn't realize how two footed he was, Yeah, that he was able to do things with right and left. And then I, it reminded me of that comic book that like, that's something that he worked on a lot, even from as a little kid, because mm-hmm. that's something that his dad told him to do. I don't know if I could ever find that comic book. I'm sure it's long lost, but well, shout out to Pele's dad. He gets forgotten. Shut him up. A1. Thank you. Coming through in the clutch. Episode 250. Is that a big deal? I don't know. Um, it is, man. It is, man. It's a big deal. Shout out. I mean, two, 250 tight. looks cool. I'm not going front. Like, I was smiling. Like, 250 looks good. <laughs> yeah, 250, you know, it's, it's, you're going strong, man. Pick you guys I don't up. know, man. I don't Pick know. up Double H as well. Of course, of course. Have hope we'll be back next week. Thank you again for coming on. It's your second time, so you are now an official friend of the pod. Your status has been upped with, you know, Forward and Red and those guys. So, you know, um, yeah. Where can people get you online before we before we dip? Um, get me on Twitter. Ords first. A U D Z one S T. Just follow up. You know, I'm just there tweeting. You know, retweeting. A1 has the greatest (laughs) timeline for Africans and the African diaspora. Put it that way. (laughs) If you are an African, and I mean that in the broadest sense possible, follow A1. He's a a good follow, man. He's a good follow. Like, I don't know where he finds the videos from Africa, Europe, America, South America. Like, he finds them. If it's black people, he'll find them. So follow him. It's a good follow, man. You'll find ratchetness and a whole bunch of stuff. So no, uh, sometimes I keep it positive, you know. Nice. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I like to mix it up. Yeah. So we're on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Facebook Talking Tactics, Instagram the same. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcast, subscribe. It's free. Give us a five star <laughs> review, and we'll read on the show. Shout out to the people who give, who leave reviews, by the way. Um, yeah, we're on Patreon again. Have hope, and I will find time in the week to talk about movies or whatever else. So, check that out. Link is in the description, all the links are in the description. Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, always football. Indeed, we'll see you guys next week. Peace, 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 peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.